Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Reveille, reveille, reveille. All right, let's get going with the show. We got five rounds in the magazine today. Round number one, it's time to update the safety brief. If you're going to go to the political rallies, look alive. There might be dangerous fruits being tossed, and that shit could kill you. People don't know that, but it could. Round number two, remember when Ukraine shot down that Russian transport plane, killing hundreds of soldiers in the early days of the invasion? It turns out the U.S. intel actually paved the way for that to happen, along with much, much more. More details are coming out about what the U.S. is doing on the ground in Ukraine. Round number three, a Navy chief tells a ship full of demoralized, traumatized sailors, quote, at least you're not in the trenches like the Marines, exclamation point there. Ugh, I have exactly a lot great. to say about that round. So yeah, mm. round number four, two oddball fellows were in are living in DC's Navy Yard, impersonating federal agents and buying friendships by paying the rent and gifting high tech toys to several Secret Service and Homeland Security folks who somehow did not find that weird in any way whatsoever. <laughs> and finally, round number five, liberty is secured. Everybody say thanks, Madison Cawthorn. Thanks, Thanks, Madison, Madison Cawthorn. Cawthorn. This guy is, I uh, have this list of things that Madison Cawthorn's done in the last two years. Turns out, even though he was the youngest representative elected since 1964 to Congress, you might need a little wisdom when you actually do become a congressman, yeah. which the old fella needs some seasoning. We'll just say that. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Let's get going with the actual show today. We got a lot to cover. First up, this one is just, it'll be quick. I just thought it was, it was funny. And it's funny in the face of something that happened this morning. Not funny. President Trump is no longer the president of the United States. So therefore, what he says in the private sector doesn't really matter for the most part right now. He's like going to run for president again. Joe Biden, however, is the president of the United States. And once again, this morning, old fellow was up there talking to the mm. mic, looking legitimately, absolutely brain dead. Like legitimately nothing going on in his brain housing group. He's well, I look like that all brain. the time. There's nothing. No, wrong you with don't. That. No, at our worst like moments, you when don't. we're looking for words, we're trying to figure out something to say. Have never gone. Clip, 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 clip,
Was he trying to say clitoris? <laughs> like, he, he, he didn't know what he was trying to say. That's the whole problem. Like, he doesn't oh. know what he's trying to say. Harris has got COVID. Biden's brain dead. Let's just, we talked about it last week. Blow it up. Just blow America. We need to just we need start to blow over America. Blow America yes. 2024. What do you all think about really implementing an age cutoff? For not just the president, but for all politicians. Those I, like, old I, never, we can't do it. You have to, that's why you have to unplug and plug it back in. Because the yeah. old fuck, you think Chuck Grassley's 87-year-old ass in the Senate is going to vote for it? No shot. All these no. old thugs are going to be up there. They're never going to say, yeah, we're going to have an age limit. But you need one. Because not only is old Sleepy Joe super, super tired out, might be even comatose Joe at this point. <laughs> But President Trump sat for a disposition, and I don't even know where the disposition is from. It doesn't really matter where it's from. <laughs> I got it. I have all the details. For okay, you, what is it? So it's a recently released transcript from a deposition that was part of a lawsuit filed by protesters who alleged that they were assaulted by Trump's security guards at a 2015 campaign rally. And the subject of fruit and fruit being thrown is what came up in this yeah. part. So here's the person questioning him. Uh, who wants to be Trump? Uh, I'll be Trump. Okay, I'll be Dictor. Okay. Okay, and you said that if you see someone getting ready to throw a tomato, just knock the crap out of them, would you? <laughs> that, that was your statement? Where, where did you start at, Kate? I didn't know. Oh, it's right in the top round. I have it right in there. Okay, on I was the actually on the tweet. I was like, oh, where? Oh, no, know. no, I have it all in there. Uh, oh, yeah. great, yeah. Okay, cool, let's start over again. <laughs> okay, should we just start the no, 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 okay. it's fine. Okay, uh, and you sound the person questioning Trump here. You said that if you see someone getting ready to throw a tomato, just knock the crap out of them, would you? That was your statement? Oh, yeah, it was very dangerous. What was very dangerous? We were threatened. With what? They were going to throw fruit. We were threatened. We had a threat. How did you become aware that there was a threat that people were going to throw fruit? We were told... I thought Secret Service was involved in that, actually. And you get hit with fruit. It's no, it's very violent stuff. We were on alert for that. Uh, and then this is Trump's attorney, captured by, played by Captain Cons. <laughs> a tomato is a fruit after all, I guess. It has seeds. It's worse than a tomato. It was other things. But tomato, when they start throwing that stuff, it's very dangerous. There was an alert out that day. Who were you speaking to when you said? The audience. So you were speaking to the audience when you said that if they saw someone getting ready to throw a tomato, just knock the crap out of them, would you? That was to the audience. It was said sort of in jest, but maybe, you know, a little truth to it. It's very dangerous <laughs> stuff. You can get killed with these things. I wanted to have people be ready because we put out on high alert that they were going to do fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and some fruit they were it's going to do worse. they were we, going to do a fruit going to do fruit and some fruit is a lot worse than tomatoes are bad by the way but it's very dangerous they were going to hit and they're going to hit very hard amazing no there's a long yeah. history in american politicians oh wait no that's not this is no, not part, yeah, yeah, Ron Burgundy in that that's one. kind of now, where the part real quickly i was going to be blown I, away if trump went into an explanation of the long history of, of americans being hit by fruit <laughs> if that yeah. if that was the next line i was like wait i completely take back if he has the mental faculties to being giving the oral history of americans being hit by fruit at political rallies 
Put him back in. Like, Put him back let's, in. Let's Fine. Run it back. He's awake. If I told you that was a direct pull from an episode of Veep, you would absolutely believe me. Oh, yes. a thousand percent. That's it's impossible to do political satire right now. Like if you wrote, if you just the last three days, if you wrote it, President Biden standing up there looking like somebody needs to spoon him jello in a nursing home. And then you have fucking Trump talking about the dangers of fruit. But it goes on, Kate. Do you have the rest of it where he goes into breaking down the different types of fruit that are more dangerous than tomatoes? I do have the tweets in here. Let me see here. Um, let me pull it up here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm scrolling down. Uh, I have the tweet and everything, but I'm looking. I don't see it. There's stuff oh, here, about here legal fees. Here it is. You said you were talking to the audience, but it's the same true of your security. Do you expect your security to knock the crap out of someone if they see them talk about it? I was talking to the audience. Mr. President, please let me finish the question so we can get the whole record very clear. Is it at your expectation that if your security guard sees someone about to throw a tomato, that they should knock the crap out of them? Well, a tomato, a pineapple, a lot of other things they throw. Yeah, if the security saw that, I would say you have to. And it's not just me. It's other people in the audience get badly hurt. Yeah, I think they have to be aggressive in stopping that from happening. Because if that happens, you can get killed if that happens. And getting aggressive includes the use of physical force to stop somebody from throwing pineapples, tomatoes, bananas, stuff like that. Yeah. It's dangerous stuff. Yeah, and the thing is, he's playing this perfectly. Nobody can prove that he doesn't feel this way, that a tomato could kill you. And so in court, like technically- Well, a tomato, maybe not. A pineapple. You could get hit in the eye with a pokey pineapple top, buddy, you're going down. Forget it. Uh, I try to feel like President Trump was a little bit in the right here. (laughs) Like if, (laughs) if you start throwing even the threat of a tomato getting thrown, I think you have to come in hard and heavy with a little bit of a preemptive strike and knock the crap out of I don't know. They have a whole big festival about it in Italy and no one dies, but I digress. Oh, I think people have died there. <laughs> well, that's because they're drunk. That's because they're so drunk. Uh, it's a party. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. time. There is a history, though, of American politicians being hit with fruit. Richard Nixon was hit by eggs, tomatoes, and veggies during an anti-war protest in 1970. So you get smashed with an egg? That could hurt. Like if somebody throws an egg and it's not cracked yet, it hits you right at the right angle, but that could take an eye out. That could kill oh, you. I'm sorry. Sure. I, I, I'm sorry. How would one throw a already cracked egg, Jeffs? Oh, easy. You just put it in your hand. It's the yolk and you just throw it. That wouldn't hurt. Okay. There's no you danger in that whatsoever. Salmonella. <laughs> salmonella in your eyeball? Forget it. You think banana and oh, yeah. pink eye is bad. Uh-huh. Uh, tomatoes were thrown at Hillary Clinton's motorcade during a trip to Egypt in 2012. In 2009, protesters threw tomatoes at uh, Sarah Palin in the Mall of America in Minnesota. He missed both times. Oh, that's not Minnesota nice. No, it's certainly not. And then the most famous, of course, wasn't a fruit, (laughs) but it was the Iraqi journalist who threw both of his shoes at President Bush, uh, who ducked. Who throws his shoe? Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) But that, I mean, it was pretty good reflexes by W, too. Yeah, it was. W's got to be. He's an athlete. Yeah, I would say. He's probably the most athletic president that we've had since Gerald Ford. Well, uh, his da- well, his dad. No, I mean, his dad was a pretty good athlete too. Yeah, but I don't it's, think that I don't think HW at his height oh. was nearly as good as I mean Ford was better than W too. I would imagine. Are we saying while in the presidency or lifetime? Lifetime at any time oh. during their life, the most athletic. I'd say it'd be Gerald Teddy Ford. Roosevelt. Football, Teddy Michigan, Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Fuck your day up. Well, Teddy Roosevelt, I mean, I, boxer for sure. Eisenhower played football too. 
Yeah, but mm. I always think that he's five seven, so that detracts. <laughs> well, Please get that out of your head. You, you I would love that. like the olden days where you could throw tomatoes at. Co- Did anybody really throw tomatoes at comedians? I don't know. I once went to a Gallagher show. Remember Gallagher who smashed the watermelons? Yes. Mm-hmm. He came to my college and I was like, all my college friends, this is my first attempt at college. I was like, oh my God, it was a Friday night. I'm like, who's coming to the Gallagher show? And they're like, oh, no one, because we're not fucking losers. And I was like, oh, so I went alone. Okay, you should do a modern Gallagher show in the green well, screen room at Barstool. They, it was get the you a big mallet. I paid money for this ticket. I sat in like the second row. They give you a rain jacket thing to put on like you're at mm-hmm. Niagara Falls. The entire show was just him. He took a tennis racket and was just smacking SpaghettiOs and shit at us and was just throwing food at us the whole show. And he got paid to do that. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Honestly, I mean, that goes know, against Trump in this whole deposition. Like if that's survived, part of entertainment, maybe it's not that scary. I don't know. I'm curious, where did it become in vogue to throw tomatoes why tomatoes why not apples because they would splat i think it's I, I think it's the reusability like that the recycling aspect of it tomatoes pop up like that you waste a tomato you're gonna have a new tomato in like three days Absolutely. you start doing that with watermelons buddy you're waiting six months for another you're waiting watermelon. a long time that's tough anyways i do love that guy and i like that this brought out the debate once again is tomato a fruit yeah they're saying absolutely so I think it's a I fake think that's fruit. Oh. oh, I saw, speaking of that, I saw a TikTok that absolutely blew my mind. Did you know that vegetables are made up? Like vegetable is not a category in botany. Hmm. Botany, a botanist does not recognize a vegetable or a fruit. It's so what only are they classified. Them, what is it? It's just Legumes? parts of it. It's a part of a plant. It was like, what's a carrot? It's part of the root. It has okay. nothing to do That's with the nerd classification. Shit. I don't care. I know, but it blew my mind. Like when you're sitting there, you start talking about that at the old bar. 23 year old Kate probably leaves you alone. Honestly, I do. If you yeah. want to be left alone, tell me about that. Botany doesn't make it move. Mm-mm. No. Mars no. botany, outer space botany. Yes. Yeah. Shout to Mark Watt. Oh, growing stuff up. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hydroponics. Yes. Exactly right. All right, let's move on to round number two, which today is going to be brought to you by our good friends at Roman. If you haven't had a boner that you're proud of lately, you're not the only one, my friend. It's been, uh, it's been how long for you, Constance, you've had a sufficient boner? Don't answer that. That's a HIPAA violation. But the folks at Roman are an online men's health company that are changing the game with men's swipes. They They'll have, have you this- thrust in your HIPAAs. You know <laughs> what I mean? You Exactly right, Kate. Mm-hmm. Roman swipes are clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, and fast acting and don't require a prescription. You can Roman will send you those swipes in a discreet, unmarked package and that they're going to be small enough to fit inside your wallet or your coin purse. They're super easy to use. Just take those swipes out, swipe it on, let it dry and you're good to go. And by good to go, I mean, you're cleared for landing, my friend. You're ready to go into the skids and get going with some skids. Make some skid marks, the good kind. Some snail trails. No, I don't like where that's going. <laughs> no. Nobody calls it the skids. Nobody's going down to Skid Row on on latest pontoons. <laughs> Roman, wipe it on your, your genitals. Yeah, get roman.com slash CBT to get $10 off, even Whoa. if you're Brazilian and it's covered. 
Because <laughs> remember the Brazilian story that they had problems with their dicks? Like they had to buy so much Viagra that oh, the it was army. causing a stir. The soldiers, the soldiers, yes. Yes. Absolutely. We don't mm-hmm. we don't Brazilian shame. No. This ad is <laughs> it's very good. Let's move on to round number two. <laughs> what do we got? We have this is a pretty interesting story uh, as, as in, this info is coming out months later. As Russia launched its invasion, the U.S. gave Ukrainian forces detailed intelligence about exactly when and where Russian missiles and bombs were intended to strike, prompting Ukraine to move air defenses and aircraft out of harm's way, current and former officials told NBC News. The near real-time intel sharing also paved the way for Ukraine to shoot down a Russian transport plane carrying hundreds of troops in the early days of the war by helping repel a Russian assault assault on a key airport near Kiev. You guys remember that, obviously. Mm-hmm. That was a huge story. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of those, like, yeah, our version of the C-130. They, Ukraine got it back in a matter of hours, right? Yeah, uh, it was part of what American officials call a massive and unprecedented intel sharing operation with a non-NATO partner that has played a crucial role in Ukraine's success to date against the larger and better equipped Russian military. And I think for months now, we've all been saying, like, it's incredible how Ukraine has been keeping them at bay. They've been juking. They've been going left when Russia looks like it's going right. And like, wow, how do they, you know, they're keeping them out of the skies and blah, blah. And it turns out it's in large part thanks to our U.S. intelligence uh, community, who's apparently crushing it over there. The details about the air raid defenses and the transport plane, which have not previously been reported, underscore why two months into the war, officials assess that intel from U.S. spy agencies and the Pentagon has been an important factor in helping Ukraine thwart Russia's effort to seize most of the country. Uh, NBC said they're withholding a lot of specific details, like they could put it out there, but they've been asked like, maybe don't. We'll, we'll give you this info as long as you keep some of it secret. So Malcolm Nance uh, got into some trouble about that too, like because he's uh, been over there on the ground and he went on MB- MSNBC and was talking about tactics and all kinds of shit. And so many Intel people were like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude? Dressed like, up like a cosplayer a little bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he always make fun of like OPSEC, people that are like OPSEC, OPSEC, OPSEC. And they were like, no, this is legitimate operation security that you are yeah. endangering by what you're but- doing. Basically, with the help of American intelligence, Ukraine is moving their air defenses and aircraft almost every single day. So Russia cannot establish air dominance. In some cases, the Ukraine moved targeted air defense systems or planes just in time. So like Russia would be getting ready to fire. Ukraine moves their shit out of the way. Russia fires. Bam, they're hitting an empty field. There's been a ton of that that going on. To be on the other end and be known that you saved a bunch of people by paying attention and knowing what you're doing and being competent in your job, that would be an incredible feeling. Yeah. One U.S. official said the Russian military has literally been cratering empty fields where air defenses were once set up. It has had an enormous impact on the Russian military's ability on the ground. And you know, that, that might, be- we saw reports of that. Remember, like we would yep. see, like they would use these huge weapons that hadn't even been used before. And it would take out like a barn like an old barn that was in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere and we are all like why well maybe this is the reason why yeah this could this probably explains a lot of things that we've been talking about over the last couple months and has to be incredibly frustrating and really costly for russia as well they're putting in all this effort and they're swinging and missing while u.s ukrainian cooperation has been building since russia seized crimea in 2014 the biden administration shifted into high gear in the weeks before the russian invasion when a U.S. military team visited to assess the state of Ukraine's air defenses. 
The Americans provided Ukraine with detailed advice on how to disperse their air defense systems, a move that U.S. officials say helped Ukraine prevent Russia from seizing control of the skies. We were talking about how Russia can't seem to get a hold of like air dominance either. And that would be why being on one of those teams that went ahead of time, that has to be so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Like if that's your bread and butter and you love that shit and you're like getting to practice it in real life, like it has to be cool. Anyway, once the invasion got underway, lawyers in the U.S. defense and intelligence bureaucracy imposed guidance that in some cases limited the sharing of targeting information that could enable lethal Ukrainian strikes against Russians. So basically like we could give you this info that would let you take out like 15 tanks right now, but because of the rules of war kind of thing, this is how I'm interpreting it. Like we can't. And then uh, see, what, and that shit to me is so bullshit. Like but, it, I don't know. That's but not wait, really the rules of once, war. It's, it's, it's our own bureaucracy and deciding how we want to be viewed by the rest of the world. I think. And, and people overthinking the situation. And escalating ourselves. Right. If they overthink it. Yeah. They're overthinking like, Oh, if we do this and it gets out that we did this, how's that going to be viewed by other people? It's, 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 but wait, but wait, once Russia's aggression deepened and they became more and more asshole-ish and more crimey, the U S said, fuck it. Basically tell them everything we know. They lifted under pressure from Congress. They lifted all those impediments. And now it's like game the fuck gone. So that was only the beginning. I mean, once the rest of the world just all collectively said, like looked around and said like, uh, we all agree Russia's pretty bad. Right. And everyone nods up and down. I think that opened the floodgates for us to help. And by yeah. putting out a $33 billion package today, too. It's like, you're not exactly yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not hiding it. And we're in an open proxy war with Russia right now, right. essentially, is how I see it. We're pretty much at war yeah, with definitely them through are. Ukraine. Um, so earlier this month, another thing that they were doing, um, at first, we weren't allowed to share intelligence to help Ukraine recapture territory either. Uh, it was more of a preventative, keep them from getting attacked kind of thing. And that's also, it's like, fuck it, never mind we're going to help them retake shit too. We're going to give them intel on like recapturing their cities and shit as well. Um, Ukrainian forces have used specific coordinates shared by the U S to direct fire on Russian positions, aircraft. Uh, and so I feel like basically it's like, it's almost like we're, we're the giving them the drone coordinates. Like, it's almost like we're like controlling a drone and you, Ukraine is the drone and we're like controlling them and telling, does that make any sense what I'm saying? Like, sort of, but it's like, yeah. I, I think that almost using the drone, I understand the analogy, but like it almost implies that they're not wanting that. It'd be like the drone being like, give me coordinates. I need coordinates. Like yeah, because yeah, yeah. the drone really wants to and needs to protect it. To me, what's going on now, like it, the rest of the world leaders just really stepping up and not mincing words anymore about russia like and just saying putin's a bad person he needs to go that has been the case for a long time Mm -hmm. but it's odd to see politicians here and around the world kind of be in lockstep together except for Rand paul apparently yeah except for Rand paul (laughs) this the cia is also devoting significant resources to gathering intel to protect ukrainian president Zelensky. The agency is consulting with Ukrainians on how best to move him around and make sure that he's not co-located with his entire chain of command, things like that. The foreknowledge we had of Russian plans and intentions to show that our intel was very, basically like everything's playing out, like our intel was spot the fuck on with everything is basically how it's going right now. Um, Western One Western intelligence official noted that it's not only the intel that has proven decisive, it's the performance of the Ukrainians using it. Right. Uh, the, the source said Ukrainians have fought the Russians with agility and courage, and when they have received actionable intel, they move with astonishing speed. They're not fucking around. The, 
if you are the Intel people giving them this, this is the best possible people to be taking it because they mean fucking business. McLaughlin said the Ukrainians have made clever use of so-called open source Intel, commercial satellite images, intercepts of Russian walkie-talkies, stuff like that. Using Uh, Starlink from Elon Musk. Yeah, basically the fact that there is so much open source Intel available means that collecting classified Intel can focus on things that are really hard and not publicly available. Um, As the Ukrainian government sees it, intelligence sharing has improved. Um, It's gotten better. So it's just pretty interesting. Like I would love later on years from now, I would love to sit down with somebody who's like spearheading this and I bet the stories they could tell insane. And it's interesting to watch the intelligence wins after what has felt like years and years of intelligence losses like to get it right, it kind of restores your faith a little bit in the intelligence Like after the end of Afghanistan, it was like, how right. the fuck did we not see exactly how this is going to play out? Like, what the fuck? You know, you're right. Mm-hmm. And so. even things here, like January 6th, when the intel was there and the FBI didn't act on it really at all. Right. Like it, it's nice to see an intelligence win for sure. Yeah. So where Woo-hoo. we did not see a win was when a Navy chief went out and talked to some of his people on the aircraft carrier. Right, Kate? Right. This is round number three. And I, I, we got a DM at ZBT from somebody who works there. I'm just going to read it really quick. Y'all talked about the issues with the Navy a couple shows ago. It's worse than you might realize. I'm a Marine vet now that works at the shipyard that builds and refuels the aircraft carriers. The weekend before Easter, two sailors committed suicide and it took the CO a few days to make a statement and even longer to have a stand down about it. Despite that, at least one of these sailors Despite at least one of the sailors leaving notes commenting on the lack of quality of life and stating that no one in the command would listen to him, the ship still went ahead with requiring work above and beyond watch standards over Easter weekend, resulting in a third suicide. And again, like we don't know for sure, whatever, but this is, I trust the scuttlebutt that I hear from these things from the people on the ground. Um, I'm hoping you three can do your thing and bring light to this situation since uh, y'all and I both know that just one military brother or sister feels this helpless is too much. So here's the CEO stand down last Friday. And he sent me this article from Jeff Skogel at Task and Purpose. And he's really angry about how this went because he's this, this Marine vet's like firsthand on the ground there. And he sees that. And I feel that this is pretty unacceptable the way this went. So the crew of the aircraft carrier USS George Washington is going through an awful time. At least seven sailors from the ship have died in the past year, including one confirmed suicide and three possible other suicide deaths that are under investigation. The total number of crew members who have died in the past 10 months could be as high as 10. At any given time, a few hundred sailors out of the ship's crew of 2,700 are living and working aboard the aircraft carrier, which has been stuck since 2017 at a shipyard in Newport News, Virginia, undergoing massive refueling and complex overhaul that is running years behind schedule. Some members of the crew have not had hot water or power in their living spaces for more than two months. Uh, And this was told to them by a Navy veteran who asked not to be identified to avoid the Navy retaliating against sailors he knows who are still active duty. And you only do that when you feel that is the most probable course of action is that no, we'll be retaliated against if we speak up about this, which shows a toxic already. Mm-hmm. Yet when the master chief petty officer of the Navy, Russell Smith, visited the ship on April 22nd, his message to the George Washington's crew was that, whoa, do you whoa, guys want to guess? We what? totally fucked up the round. Up, so We said Navy chief. 
this is coming from the Na- the master chief petty officer of the navy this is the equivalent of the sergeant major of the marine corps or the sergeant oh major yeah of the did army. i say that did i write no, it wrong? said chief it said chief yes yeah, so master chief, chief as in no like no this, so this, this, this is, is the, the highest enlisted sailor in the entire yeah navy. the master chief petty officer of the navy very this would be different. like the yes. this would be like in the marine corps the sergeant major of the marine corps this is the master chief petty officer of the navy right. yes russell smith he visited the ship on april 22nd to you know all this shit's going down 10 sailors have died in a year on this ship morale is low he visits what would you guys if you were him what would your message be what do you think the, the My, heart of the message in a sentence or two? We understand that you're going through a tough time. We're going to get as many counseling services as we possibly can. We owe it to you as your senior and your senior leaders to do everything that we possibly can to make sure that your lives are as good as possible. And you are valuable members of the Navy and America appreciates you. And we're going to make sure that everything on this ship goes that what looks the way that America really feels about those that are defending our freedom. Yeah. And I would really impress upon them please give me your honest feedback so that we can fix this without fear of retaliation, as they put it, and without fear of ratting anyone out or anything of that nature, because if they don't know the problems, then they can't solve the problems. So basically combined, I hear you, I see you, it is a problem, and we are going to do everything we can to fix this and take care of you. Uh, But nope, that was not his message to the crew at all. Instead, his message was more along the lines of, Suck it up. Things could always be worse. What you're not doing is sleeping in a foxhole like a Marine might be doing, Smith told sailors. What what you are doing is going home at night, most nights, unlike the deployed aircraft carrier, Harry S. Truman. So when you're here, some of it is that you have more stability in that you're here. The downside is some of the shit you have to go through logistically will drive you crazy. Uh, Smith's remarks were part of his answer to a member of George Washington's crew, who had asked him if there were any plans to make the ship more habitable for sailors during the overhaul. The sailor said crew members face numerous challenges while the George Washington is in the shipyard, including lack of parking. And that sounds small, but <laughs> if you've ever had to desperately find a spot and then in the windy, shitty weather of winter down in Newport News, walk like a mile to your ship, like bullshit like that. And then well, get yelled at for being late, even though there's no parking anywhere around. And- Getting your car towed, getting a ticket, like that shit adds up and kills morale. Hot lack of hot water, shitty ship meals, and other examples of living standards that aren't necessarily up to par. Smith took issue with the sailor's use of the phrase up to par. Hey, you guys can tell me anything. I don't like the way you said that, sailor. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Uh, Smith took issue with the sailor's use of the phrase up to par, explaining that it's common for crew members on ships going through an overhaul to have to walk a long way to find working toilets. He added that he's dealt with shortcomings throughout his Navy career. And I hate that so much. Mm -hmm. I see it on Facebook all the time from old timers. Well, you know, somebody will post a, a, their entire room could be covered in cancer causing mold. And some old timers like, well, I lived with it. So don't be a bitch. It's like, all cost me was my teeth. All right. So I, so I have a little thyroid cancer. Well, don't be a cunt about it. You know, it's like, I, I hate that it sucked for me. So it's fine that it also sucks for you mentality. I, I do not understand that, especially from a leader. Anyways, one of my favorite moments from the aircraft carrier Lincoln in dry dock was watching captain retired Admiral Carr walking past me with a towel over his shoulder. Smith said, I was like, sir, where are you going? He goes, I'm trying to find a working shower. There was no hot water in my head. And uh, so no one's immune to it. He's trying to He's telling stories like, hey, look, it's, it used to suck for us, too. And so it's no big deal that it sucks for you. You guys ever heard that George Washington had wooden teeth? 
<laughs> you got real ones. So look at you now. On You're able to go down to Navy Dental. It's way better. George Washington's first boat was a canoe on the Delaware. Look at you now. You got a whole, you got a whole bedroom down there. Uh, Smith acknowledged that the crew's concern about not enough parking was legitimate, but he cautioned that sailors should have reasonable expectations about what can be done about it. He also said that it would not be cost effective to serve food on the George Washington all day instead of during mealtimes. He added that sailors who serve the George Washington, uh, the reactor division, have access to food overnight, even if it's not a gourmet meal. Moreover, the food available to the ship's, ship's crew is still better than what is available to special operators and other troops who live in Spartan conditions while deployed, he argued. I hate this so much. You could be in the middle of Afghanistan and still find yourself a hot meal at any time. If you were on Leatherneck or some shit like mm -hmm. that, where mm -hmm. you could, I could go get pecan ice cream at one in the morning if I fucking wanted to. I know you could figure out a little something to give these troops something better. Anyway, no one is telling a Marine, oh, you thought he was done being annoying? Think again. No one is telling a Marine that he's out in the field or a SEAL that's on a boat on a river. Hey, I'm going to get you that hot meal tonight, Smith said. Sometimes but the difference is you are you're not. <laughs> right, like, that's exactly. the difference. Like if you were going and you were making the complaint and you're in the middle of Syria and bombs are falling around you, you're not going to look around and be like, I could really go for some hot porridge. But yes. when you're in fucking Virginia and you're at a permanent place of duty, having minimal human condition standards should be the minimum and yes constantly comparing things to marines and what special operators go through that's not what you signed up to do like you're not doing that at that moment so what the fuck does it matter and like but yeah I, I know i just think it's an unfair comparison him saying Very like oh point. i i hear you that the parking sucks but there's nothing we can do like and that one the... is true like that oh, one no is... that it, that's not true that immediately my brain said okay find a lot a few miles away have the government toss some money at it. Like we have tossed money at everything and get a shuttle bus that goes 24 hours and makes it easy. So they don't have to like get tickets or walk or whatever, find a gate, like figure it out. The fucking Phillies do that for their concessions workers. It's like, you, I know you can do that for your sailors. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But the difference there is that they're paid customers, not those that are getting paid to do shitty work. Mm -hmm. Like I, I understand what you're saying, but I think the parking problem is going to take a little while and, but you have to be flexible figure out shifts on how to get people in and out at the same time. And just like you would do in like MP units where you have a mid shift or late shift and things like that. So you can have people constantly influxing. So you don't have to have everybody at the ship during the same time. I'm just saying, like, I know there's an answer. It's there bullshit is that he's saying. If, if he said he's the, the head of the Alyssa of the Navy, like, I know you could sit down with a little think tank and in a day or two, figure it out. I Tell know all the I, chiefs there to shit an answer and have it in three hours and they'll figure it out. Like that's I know what they orders would. mean. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, um, still the quality of food aboard, even when they do get hot meals, the quality of food aboard U.S. Navy ships has been called into question. In 2020, Navy veteran Kevin Selfison posted pictures on Facebook of rotten and disgusting food that was served on aircraft carriers, the USS Nimitz and Roosevelt. And we covered that story. The food was fucking disgusting. Uh, like moldy, maggots, maggots stuff yeah. like that. It's also worth noting that, again, he covers it here, chow halls in Iraq and Afghanistan consistently served a variety of fresh food, including steak and lobsters over the last 20 years, even in countries that were at most violent levels. So like you're saying, like, whatever. As for why sailors need to live on board the George Washington while it's still in the shipyard, Smith explained the Navy cannot simply move an entire crew off to carrier until all the work is done because you also don't want to not have this thing manned if a fire breaks out or something. We've been through that. And like, of course, yes, they have mm -hmm. to live there, blah, blah, blah but I don't know why you can't make it at least a little bit. He, he says, 
when someone walks by you at Starbucks, when you're in uniform and says, thank you for your service, this is one of the things that they're thanking you for because they know that they can't or they chose not to do a thing that you were doing, Smith said. And without you, we don't have a capital ship. Without you, we don't have national defense. See, I think that that one, I, I, I don't mind that part. I think that he's right in that regard. No. I think that saying you, like you are doing hard things, we're, but just because you are willing to do hard things and you signed up to do hard things doesn't mean it has to be made harder by incompetence. Right. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't explore ways to ease that hardship if we have it in our power yes. to do so. I, I agree have with to be hard there. just because no, you're people military. at Starbucks aren't thanking you for getting treated like shit, like substandard, like nobody should be treated. They should have hot water. They should have electricity in their birthing area. They should have a place to park their fucking cars. That's not dangerous for people to leave work at night. Like that's not people at Starbucks aren't thanking you for being treated like a fucking well, I think they're treating the you for doing nobody. a hard job that other people don't want to do. This. And I think that's one of the parts of it. Ugh. Like people know that this type of thing happens. That doesn't right. excuse the fact that it happens, but people uh. do know that doing things in the military sucks. Like it's just part of the job, but it can be better. I mean, and one of those ways that you look around can be better. Look at the way the Air Force and the Coast Guard treats their people comparatively to the way that the Marine Corps and Army do. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be this difficult. The Air Force still does a great job as far as being combat ready. We don't have control of the skies without the Air Force. We don't have control of mainland America without the Coast Guard. These two branches are incredibly important for what we mm-hmm. do in America. And they treat their people with dignity and respect for the most part. The Marine the Corps, part. <laughs> Army and Navy just flat out do not. Honestly, as a dad, if one of my kids came up to me and said, what branch of service you should be, the Army and Marine Corps are way behind way behind. i was gonna say don't you th- do you do you agree that i think the uh, certainly the army and, and marines and, and maybe to a lesser se- extent the navy almost enjoy operating with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder like look how hard it is for us Dude, and at- although they recognize that it is hard and that there's ways that they could improve upon it there's not as much effort put forth because they like being able to say, like, look at this, look at us, we're tough and we can endure all this. Look at two of our posts from this week on ZBT's Instagram account of the two barracks rooms. One mm-hmm. that was from Quantico from MSG, and she was able to have like some things on their wall. She had like some nice fake plants. It looked and, nice and like homey. it looked it was inviting nice. and look it looked like home. Every both Marines and Army. Like if you oh, were and, and, oh, in the infantry, oh, you do that a fucking sergeant major oh, not on your own back. Like, oh my God. Like they would be, oh, it's the hardest thing in the history. When you do this, they'll burn that fucker down. That's the fucking problem. Like yeah. it's not a badge of honor to make it more difficult for your people. Right. It's stupid. Like it I had, if you are in a deployed zone and you say nothing on the tent walls, nothing anywhere, we need to be able to pick up and go fast and be out of here without leaving a trace behind. I'm all about that. What the fuck does that have to do with anything when you're living in 29 Palms, California? Zero, zero, yeah. zero, zero. I have no idea. But- uh, yeah, and I mean, this goes back to, remember what I said, like uh, when I, uh, this is weeks ago, I said this when I was, I was talking to my therapist and I said, oh, you know, you know, things could always be worse. And he said, don't do that. Don't dismiss how you're feeling. So just like he said that to me, these sailors, you know, yeah. Are there other people in the military who currently are living in worse conditions? Absolutely. But that's not you. And you don't have to just accept it because it could be worse. So don't dismiss what you're feeling. And, and the leadership shouldn't just dismiss it. Uh, I understand that some problems are easier to fix than others. 
but they should take them all under advisement and see what they can do and not just dismiss. I guess I got, I got so heated about his dismissal and the Starbucks comment, all that, because 10 sailors are dead. Right. Like, like, are you serious? That's what you're going to say when there's 10 dead sailors from one ship. That's your answer. Are you kidding me? Their buddies that they're with all the time. Like Like that's your 2,700 deep, you know, basically everybody on that ship. And to me, when that is happening, it is clearly at a level where maybe these sailors can't say everything at this, where they're asking questions to him because they don't want to get themselves in trouble. But clearly it's at a level that is wildly unacceptable and nothing he said there to me was an acceptable answer to what is going on. Um, So on a lighter note, we asked, tell us about a time your command tried to boost morale and it actually worked. And this, the bar is so low. It does not take much it does not take much to raise morale and raise spirits and make people happier in their workplace. Like our bar is so low. Here's some of the answers that we got. And some of these are so simple. Um, early out program. I, I took advantage of it. You could get out early if you had college lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got out like six or seven months early. Um, Thailand, again, to go Soft. on the boat. Thailand, of course, actually approving leave. The getting to go home early. A lot of people said zonk. Like when you show up to work mm-hmm. on a Friday morning and, and your command's like, you know what? Zonk, go take some extra time for yourself. God, somebody said, got a Friday off to go paintballing for free. I love this one. EA Whaley said, I had a commander who realized everyone hated going to PT. To make it fun, he found people who specialized in different fitness domains and had them form groups. We had a running group, a CrossFit group, hypertrophy. What is that? I don't know. Rowing, regular PRT and something else. He would even find local fitness instructors like yoga and have them come in. We did competitions against each other. And every quarter we'd do a big competition or event. And like people loved it and got into PT and it wasn't a drag waking up at zero five. That's a great idea. Super simple. Mm -hmm. This goes back to what we've talked about too, about exercising and being fit for your job. The the days of, you know, extend to the left exercise. Extend. I think that's so silly. And and I I just think you need to uh, adapt and and stop just saying like, this is how it's always been done. So this is how we're going to keep doing it. Cause I I think you're going to continue to have people who are just mentally unfit to continue doing their jobs. I I bet a lot of days, if you take, if you're a platoon leader, a platoon sergeant, and you take your 13, 14 group out and you guys go play pickup basketball, even if other people suck, you play full court, basketball my unit for an did hour that and, and i loved it guarantee dude. you run more than you do if you just go for yeah. a little unit run and you have camaraderie you build in a little physical aspect where people are pushing against each other you're probably going to have a little bit of fisticuffs where people are getting a little too intense and you have to tell them to back it down or push forward and things like that you yeah. get into some conflict it's great like why not do that kind of thing my unit did that at lunch all ranks so you'd be like playing defense on your commander whatever and like we loved it, it helped. unit pt should be about building unit cohesion if you ask me and that helps the seniors identify leadership techniques that uh, Mm -hmm. some of the other ones have like how are they getting the the group together are they keeping everybody's morale up we've missed five shots in a row how are we going to respond like those types of things but you can also go too far with that like a leader (laughs) and be like let's what are you going to do now okay you missed three shots in a row you missed three shots a row in fallujah what happens you take a fourth shot you take that fourth shot if it's there you take that fucking fourth shot it could it could i like (laughs) See By the way, said. really, really quickly. Sorry, when we did um, uh, uh, ultimate football one day, and then sometimes you got a jerk who goes a little too hard and, and tries a little too hard, you. and then you end up yeah. with with stitches in mm-hmm. your hand because your mm-hmm. hand 
went into somebody's mouth when you're trying to knock down a pass. Mm-hmm. One of those. And then guys I bet are- Connor gets pulled aside by the XO, like the major, and be like, "I understand you're fiery, there, Lieutenant, but we gotta, we gotta bring it back a couple notches. <laughs> bring it down." This next one I love. Seabutt said, "Our gunny ran a custom omelet bar on Sundays and cooked it all himself. I'll never forget it." Wow! Like if, if this ship had Sunday mornings, there's a huge donut spread and whatever whatever rank on the ship brings in a ton of donuts for everybody it costs what maybe a hundred bucks and it shows people i appreciate you and i know this sucks like something so small this guy said he'll never forget yeah it. but i disagree i think if that happens and somebody brings the in chiefs a spread are of gonna donuts, eat all the donuts and wh- all the well chiefs. and also we're on the show like 10 people died and you brought fucking donuts like that's the thing that no talk- but i no but i'm saying small things to show that people are appreciated yes. be like listen i know that this has been a rough fucking year and i know this doesn't cover for it but we're gonna make efforts this is one of the first ones. like i just think it doesn't take it's much. like those sexual assault sheet cakes that they give out yeah it just makes everybody yeah. feel better sorry about the assaults look at this yeah. it's uh, the strawberry filling five three e said sergeant major requested extra duty ncos made them dig a hole and buried a pig bought a keg and proceeded to have them provide guard duty while he smoked a pig in palm leaves for a full polynesian barbecue the next day for everyone and they all loved it even the people apparently the like people just delighted in it uh my unit made us do a mandatory camping trip for all single marines to this day it was one of the funnest morale building things i've ever participated in i love that's that. a shock that is like that that, that was successful is shocking to me. I yeah, because I mean, he says mandatory camping trip. That just to me feels uh, like, hey, you're going to the field. Getting online and fucking police calling all the police yeah. on packages if it's up. Done, if it's done the right way, we had a couple field mess nights when I was in the Marine Corps where we slept out on the beach and could drink any rent. It was like, you could drink as much as you wanted. We had a bonfire and those nights, like, yeah, set up and take down suck. But those nights were so much fucking fun. Like I can see that, especially people join from all backgrounds. A lot of people have never been camping before. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great way to get into it. Anyway, um, this guy said, my battalion sent me and two other guys from each battery on an all day fishing trip on a Thursday out of the blue with no restrictions, no strings attached. I paid 15 bucks for a fishing license, spent the entire day drinking beer and fishing. Most wholesome Marine Corps experience I ever had. Now, listen, uh, how about we do this? If you are cons let's place you back in position battalion xo something like that you come in you are going to have battalion pt and you're going to do like i used to love the days when we would do the obstacle courses when we'd have like obstacle course races or um what are they called those fucking trust confidence fall, course not trust yeah confidence course so we have those types of things going on if you looked around at the groupons in the area like say you're in san diego and it's like oh we got a, a deep sea fishing trip you don't tell the troops before, but if your team of five comes in with the quickest time combined, then you guys get to go out and have like a deep sea fishing trip for the day while everybody else does station beautification. Like have incentives that are built in where your people get to go out and do experiencing fun things. And it would cost you like 50, 60 bucks as the staff and CEOs and officers of the group to pay for your junior troops to do that. That kind of thing goes a long way if you actually oh, yeah. care about them. I saw mm-hmm. something here where if your PFT score or whatever was above a certain thing, you didn't have to come to PT like once or twice a week. I did like, that. And then they and said the everybody's everybody's scores skyrocketed because nobody mm-hmm. everybody wanted like that out. Um, I'll just PT read a would be more. at zero six or get a two seventy five or above. Uh, I'll just read a couple more here. Cigars at the end of a field exercise, like just a little, just a little treat. It's like a reward, you know. Uh, that and then shit this is one. awesome. Like having the whole squad 
the smoking lanterns lit. Everybody's ripping cigs or cigars together and just Standing sitting around, around and talking. Uh, love it. Love no, a good not cig no, 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 no. I like just cigars. Get your Kate, dirty like cigs Kate out of here. If I would have a clove. I would no. have a clove. Oh, be a clove. Know, light up, light up a cigar. I'm um, finally this one after an 08, 09 OEF deployment had one shift, four day work weeks with multiple 96s sprinkled in for about four and a half months. That command was all about its people. Even being a, on a boat for seven months with that squadron wasn't bad. Shocker alert. When your people are treated well, they put out a superior product and other people had said like, oh, we were in the field for two months. When we got back, our command made sure we made up for those lost weekends by tacking on 72s, 96s. They showed us that our time was important and they appreciated us and it mattered. And like, and when you have to do extra stuff, you don't care because you know that they're going to give it back to you on the other side. And if you're doing it, it's apps, it's actually necessary. And like, yes, I know it's the military. I know parts of it do suck. And it is really, there are things that are just hard and that is what it is. But again, clearly this ship is a different story and what's going on there. And they need something. We got hundreds of answers on our zero blog, 30 Twitter and Instagram. Uh, maybe send them to that, to that chief. Give them a couple ideas. Tell them about my yeah, we'll donuts, tag them. guys. That'll about, fix we'll, it. We'll, we'll tag do it them. for you. We'll tag them in the episode so we can listen yeah. and get some better and ideas. You know what? If you're on that ship, you know what I would tell that chief as, as an example? Hey, chief, like if uh, our Navy continued to do things one way in battle and every time they did it this way, the ship got completely blown up and everybody was killed. Would we keep doing it that way? I don't think we would say that because it's the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy. Right. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. But, right? Like, use a real world <gasps> example. <gasps> Sir, uh, excuse me. Oh, I'm going to say Master Chief, have you ever sat back and actually thought about how <laughs> it, I actually kind of think it's funny how Let's move on to... Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Let's move on to round three. What do we got? We are goofing, my friend. Mm. We're at another Navy yard. Oh, Slightly here we different. Go. This is from Emily Davies at the Washington Post. This story is bizarre to me. And I don't know if you guys are looking. I have a photo at the top here of one of the gentlemen mm. in the story in his closet, surrounded by a bunch of, of weapon cases and military-looking gear. Anyways... The two men accused of posing as Department of Homeland Security employees while living inside a luxury apartment in the Navy Yard neighborhood of D.C. pleaded not guilty Tuesday to charges of impersonating federal law enforcement and unlawful possession of a gun magazine that holds bullets. Arian <laughs> Taherzada, age 40, and Hader Ali, age 35, were indicted by a grand jury in federal court after an investigation uncovered what prosecutors allege was an elaborate scheme that involved the men pretending to be federal agents while cozying up to real members of the U.S. Secret Service. Now let's see how this actually unfolds, because I feel like a lot of times lately in the past decade, news journalists and the media in general have been playing very fast and loose with some of these terminologies that they have here. Like, is it really an elaborate scheme? I feel like that's a high bar. We'll see <laughs> if, it, if it passes it. I think this might be. Uh, so... They have denied a plot. They're being accused of infiltrating the intelligence agency or having a plot to, um, 
And they're saying, no, we just were acting out of a desire for friendship <laughs> with, oh, so you were just befriending all sorts of people in the federal government in a specific area for just to make friends. Uh, since the FBI arrested the men in early April, prosecutors have scrambled to understand the scope and ruse that unfolded inside the crossing apartment complex where they amassed a stockpile of police weapons, surveillance equipment, devices to make federal government ID cards, and access codes to federal agents' homes. When in they a have- group of friends, that's what you do. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. welcome. Come on in. I was just about to make you a military ID card. Yeah, I'm watching <laughs> Chaps' house cameras all the time, just sitting here with my popcorn. What's everybody up to? They have accused the men of ingratiating themselves with members of the Secret Service assigned to protect the First Lady, saying defendants were not merely playing dress up. They created a potential risk to national security. The Herzada, who told people he was also a former army ranger, he's not. Of course. Pro- provided members of the secret, this part to me, shame on the Secret Service at DHS, folks. He provided members of the Secret Service and an employee of the Department of Homeland Security with items including rent-free apartments. And the rent for each of these apartments was over 40 grand a year. iPhones, surveillance systems, a drone, a flat screen TV, a case for storing an assault rifle, a generator, and a law enforce and law enforcement paraphernalia. Wait, he gave this to actual agents? Yes, and they were accepting these things. They were living rent-free. They were accepting these electronics from this guy. They he had access to their homes. Like what? Yeah, the and the fuck? fucked up thing because DHS and Homeland Security, they both report to the president because they're part of the executive branch. They yes. can easily get away with it because we asked President Biden and he said yes. He'd be like, I don't remember if I said yes. And you have to believe it. Because right, I mean, he's not going to remember if you told right, yes he didn't or not. Know. He, was, he was snoozing. It's like when, when my kids say dad said, and I'd be like, oh, I have short-term memory. I don't know if I said if Kelsey could go to the mall. It sounds like something that I would do, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Well, these people, these people who I think are supposed to be on the lookout and be able to smell this shit out from a mile away, befriended these two guys and were accepting all sorts of shit from them and giving them access to who knows what. Prosecutors, because they believe these men were part of the, apparently members of the Homeland Security Department, whatever. Prosecutors said the men proudly advertised their affiliation with DHS, when in fact they worked for a purported security company run by Taher Zadah, with only him and the other guy as an employee, and it was called United States Special Police. I love it. He just made up a company. That should be the Secret Service's new name, the Special Police. United <laughs> States Special Police. Oh, man, but then all the other police would be like, well, we're special, too. It's like, you're damn yeah. right you are, you little adorables. <laughs> yeah. You guys are United States Extra Special Police. A bunch of little bunny rabbits. Like a Deherzada later admitted to law enforcement his company's name was an embarrassing misrepresentation misrepresentation that got out of control do you think he just enjoyed cosplaying and it spiraled i don't know oh um, yeah he got what he did one too many train conductor <laughs> simulators online and then went to police simulator and he mm-hmm. just got r- real into it i am a federal agent now u.s attorney uh <laughs> assistant u.s attorney joshua rothstein said Hyder ali also posed a flight risk citing his past travel an unsubstantiated claim from one witness that he had ties to Pakistani intelligence services. Ali, a natural U.S. citizen, has traveled at least twice to Pakistan, once to Egypt, once to Iraq, and apparently obtained a Pakistan national identity card in 2019. Uh, He also traveled to Iran between July 2019 and 2020. So this could be a lot worse than people think. It could be two guys Mm -hmm. who are just weirdos, or it could be a lot more than that. U.S. Magistrate Judge Michael 
Harvey pressed the government to establish what the seized evidence was part of. Um, like, is this business legitimate? Where are they getting these gifts and apartments from? Like, do they actually have money? And if so, where the fuck are they getting it from? Like, they're so confused by this case. Nobody knows where the fuck these oh, two Reddit's guys Oh, Reddit's going to figure like, it out. I bet oh, by Red- the time we come back on Tuesday, we'll have a Reddit thread that completely figured out where these guys are from. Yes. And they're trying to figure out, like, one of his questions was, like, you don't know how much these two guys put paid with cash or, like, is it all on credit? Are they, like, the Anna Delvies of the Navy Yard down in D.C. right now? Because once knows? these types of things get on, like, TikTok and Reddit, it's solved. Did you guys yeah. see that they're doing that with the Johnny Depp um, trial? Like certain no. TikTokers are going through some of the uh, different things about Johnny Depp. And one of them was Amber Heard said, I use this type of uh, makeup to cover up my bruises. And TikTok people were like, oh, well, let's see about that. They go in and they find out that that type of uh, makeup wasn't actually released until 2017. And the event took place in 2014. They brought it to Johnny Depp's lawyer, showed him, and they used those TikToks wow. to impeach the evidence against Amber Heard or against Johnny Depp. Further proof that I, I've long said these days, you just, you're better off not trying to commit crimes or Can't get do away bad things. Yeah. You'll just Redditors, <laughs> Redditors look into this. Redditors case, never um, sleep. Because they, they, it seems that everyone involved in this case is just so confused by it. <laughs> Nobody knows who these two guys, like what their fucking deal is. Are they crazy Imagine, cosplayers? Are dude, they spies? What do, you, what do you think the response would be if you showed up back at work as one of the actual DHS agents? And they're like, did you guys get fucking free houses from somebody that worked for the U.S. secret police or special <laughs> police? Yeah. <laughs> Explain well, yourself. You know what? In their defense. I can't imagine these these secret service. I mean, maybe some of the, you know, the newer guys that don't have as much tenure. They're government employees. Their their salary is probably not astronomical. So they're, you know, if there's a way to save a few bucks each month and somebody gives you a free apartment, who among us? Who's going to say no to Would a free apartment? Would you accept, let's say we got a text. It came in. It was a group chat and it was from the Saudi crown prince. And he was like, cons. I would, I've been listening to ZBT, love your takes, huge West Point football guy. I would love to pay your rent at your home. Cons would flip on us in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would, I think I would take it. I mean, if the, <laughs> no, yeah, like if the crown, if the crown prince, if anybody said, listen, I just want to pay your mortgage, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, you pay off the whole thing, but if you want, yeah, I have to off. ask him if I'd still be allowed to drive. That's I, what love, I love a good road trip. True. This story, though, I don't think also... you'd be allowed to if it's the crown prince making the decision. You wouldn't be able to drive anymore, Kate. Well, maybe he wouldn't see me as a woman. Maybe he'd be like, she's just a goofball. Uh, Bust out the kitchen shears, get it a little bit yeah, higher and tighter. You know, I don't know. So uh, this story to reminds about. me. It is. I feel like everybody had this growing up. Everybody had like the one friend who had like the cool toys or whatever. And they weren't necessarily somebody you were really friends with, but you were kind of nice because you wanted to go over to their house and, you know, jump on the trampoline or use their go-karts. Or maybe they had the new Sega game and, you didn't really ask questions, but you just kind of showed up and abused it. I think that's what happened to the Secret Service guys here, you know? Yeah, they that reminds offered- me of my friends, Justin and Ryan, when I went to Lake Asbury Elementary School in Middleburg, Florida. And they had one of the only houses on the area on actual Lake Asbury, which is a beautiful, beautiful lake. Beautiful. And I still, to this day, maintain that it has the cure for canker sores, which is also known as herpes, on your lip. Because I would get sun poisoning and get one. And when I would go swimming at their house and just let my lips soak in that lake 
the canker sore would go away automatically. And they were also really nerdy. I didn't really like hanging around them a whole lot, but they had an awesome house. They had like the Papa shop in their basement where you could go in and play basketball and stuff like that. And I hope my mom isn't listening to this episode. Her, their mom, Justin Ryan's mom, was the first time I saw real titties in real life. What? Because I had woke up early and went to go out and watch TV. And their mom came out from the shower with just a towel around her waist. And I was like, holy shit, that's real tits. And how old were you? I was probably 13. All right. 12. All right. It was dope huge nipples i was taken aback i thought that's what all adult nipples look like I was very relieved don't they no i mean these things look like you can only fit two of them on like a six inch sub from subway <laughs> like a soft like a red softball cut down the middle and placed right there with bumps like a pomegranate <laughs> better help will help you get rid of all of your therapy needs people don't only realize that physical symptoms like headache teeth grinding and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress and let's not forget about doom scrolling sleeping too little sleeping too much underrated and or under eating and overeating stress shows up in all kinds of way in your life here's a reminder to take a little beat for yourself and do something for yourself and maybe that's try a little bit of therapy um from my experience working with better help it's great they have family therapy individual therapy couple therapy basically any type of therapy that you want it's an online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions for your therapist so you don't have to see anyone um, on camera, even if you don't, if you don't want to give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash zero. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash zero. Let's move on to round number four. What do we got there? I'll tell you what, he's at it again, folks. Yeah. <laughs> our boy is goofing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's goofing hard. Okay. We're going to have to update the safety brief. Mm. He's punching trees. He's taking ladies for creepy joy rides. In I forgot car. about the tree punching. I'm sorry. I forgot mm. about that. That's he ridiculous. is telling people about all the orgies and the blow skis and the cocoons bees, <laughs> cocaine bees, whatever you want to call them. He's just rip roaring. He's We're talking absolutely about goofing. Madison Cawthorn. Okay, every congressional rose has a cawthorn, as they say. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do. So, this is the one. He was cited on Tuesday for having a gun at a security checkpoint in Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Police said the second time he's what do you got, rules. Madison? A knife, a gun. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> he was running around the above ground pool in the airport with a gun. Well, all rolling. the parents. Were- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Neither here nor there. <laughs> he was cruising around that pool with a gun. Cruising. That's uh, a good way to describe it. Thank you. Um, this, is the, this is the second time he's violated rules to prohibit traveling with firearms and carry on bags. He was cited for. Per- for possession of a dangerous weapon on city property and then released, according to the PD, local PD. Authorities took possession of the loaded gun, which police say is standard procedure. Uh, The incident occurred about 9 a.m. when TSA officers spotted a gun in a bag. 
and then they saw that Madison Cawthorn was in line and they said, oh, this has to be his. A police report indicates officers recovered a staccato C2. Uh, I prefer a stucco. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of good grip to it. You know what I mean? It's a little yeah. crumbly. I prefer a stucco C2. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I had nine mil rounds. The I gun didn't know was loaded. Doing construction material jokes today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he didn't have it caulked. Thank oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> These jokes are brought to you by our friend, good friends at Cross Country Mortgage. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> the incident is the second. He could have really lawn mowed some people down with that thing. The incident is the second time in recent months. Cawthon was found with a gun, as I said earlier. It was taken at Asheville Regional Airport after it was found in a bag at security in February of 2021. Update the safety brief. Can't do that. <laughs> I love how the Republican senator from North Carolina, Thomas uh, Doom, I think is how you say his last name. He was talking about Cawthorn and saying that the young senator, the young congressman has been found in wanting his first term. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and endorse somebody else. But I actually looked up what happened to Cawthorn, what he's done, like the types of stupid libo risk type of behavior. And that's what I want to say Madison Cawthorn is. I think he's just a liberty risk libo at this risk. point. He's, yeah. He really is. Listen to this shit just since he's been in office in two years. Uh, for the two years that he's been in office, in August of 2020, reports surfaced that in 2017, photos of Cawthorn posted on Instagram showing him visiting Eagle's Nest, so he went to Hitler's spot, the Alpine retreat of the Nazi dictator and mass murderer Adolf Hitler, along with his comment that he was, quote, visiting the vacation house of the Fuhrer and had been on his, quote, bucket list for a while. Then in August 12th of 2020, he, the news outlet AVL Watchdog reports that Cawthorn said that in a disposition, he was rejected from the Naval Academy before a 2014 car crash that left him paralyzed and required a, a wheelchair, even though he was said before that he did it after he was rejected after. In October of 2020, he said that former, a bunch of his former college, um, I guess, classmates said that he was constantly a well-documented case of vandalism and was often known to bring women to secluded areas for forcibly engaging in unwanted sexual advances. In November of 2020, he becomes the youngest person elected to Congress since Jed Johnson in 1964. Um, As soon as he got elected, he tweeted at the loser of that race, cry more lib which i actually like like i don't mind that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if i was running for office i definitely would go at my opponent and say cry i think that's what i would do there so i don't have a problem with that one he was in february of 2021 he was questioned for attempting to bring a handgun and a loaded magazine to an airport in Asheville. so he's done that before and cawthorn and then in july he gets in a shouting match on the floor and gets a ethics complaint then there's a video of him calling Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky a thug and incredibly evil, and that Zelensky has woke ideologies, and that's why Russian invasion of Ukraine actually happened. Then in 20, 2022, he talked about how that sexual get-together and key bumps from cocaine parties and orgies. Then he got, in April of 2022, there was a dash cam release that he was pulled over without driving, over driving with a revoked license. And that was the third time since he's been in Congress that that's happened. 
And now he had his vacation photos where he was in lingerie, which I don't have a problem with. And then Cawthorn mm. is cited for having a gun in the carry-on bag once again at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. I don't have a problem with him in the picture. I do have a problem with him constantly going after the LGBTQ community and saying things like they're perverse while doing the same things under the guise of a joke. I think that that is wrong. It can't be good for me and not for thee. I don't appreciate that at all. Mass and Cawthorn, absolute liberty risk. And for that reason, the whole squad, everybody no. listening to it's canceled. Thanks liberty a lot, Madison. Canceled. Liberty no. is tanked. Shout to uh, uh, New York Magazine. I was going to go to Vegas the... this weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought they had the best uh, headline. Madison Cawthorn is trying to commit every possible scandal. He's like trying to hit for the, the you know, the politician scandal cycle. Um, the other thing that makes me irrationally angry about Madison Cawthorn here, look, I'll, I'll uh, send it to you guys. Uh, if you look at his Wikipedia page, you guys will know Wikipedia pages a lot of times, especially for politicians, will show their signature. Oh, his yeah. signature oh, looks like he just learned cursive in third grade. You look at it. Yeah, it, it looks, oh, it's it looks like third signature. Mine's yeah. just a yeah. swirl. Mine's just a loop. It basically All looks right. like we might need he's going to write that. a little tiny heart over the eye in Madison. Yes, <laughs> it does. Uh, it looks like know. the he, kind of signature that you would practice in your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. Yes. I'll say this, though, and this this truly goes for both sides, left, right, Democrat, Republican, whatever. It I don't think it matters anymore if you're a huge piece of shit. As long as the person in office is, it's like confirmation bias is, is singing your tune when it comes to stuff you believe, like you can pretty much, I feel like you can do anything now. You can be the biggest piece of shit in the world. And he's probably growing more fans by doing it. So like, I don't know, the guy's staying in the news. That's for sure. No, unfortunately you're right. You're right. Because everybody knows he's a household name. Right. But like, as long people always find ways to make excuses for politicians on both sides, they'll, they'll excuse away their bad behavior just to pump up, as you said, their, their talking points that they agree with. And it's ridiculous. So as much as it's on the politicians for being crappy people, it's on the people of the United States of America who continue to elect these people into office. And you can just lie mm-hmm. forever. Like Kevin mm. McCarthy, you're on tape saying that you were going to ask Trump to resign. And now you're saying that's not what you meant. Like it's, what you said like but, but he that's what i'm saying too like people say no forever and then like 40 percent of america will be like no like that never happened even though they fucking heard it like they heard it happen and they're still like no i don't i don't believe my own ears well like yeah. people don't care that he lied about the naval academy like people don't care as long as he's still rolling rolling as long all that matters still is what you're actually putting on that little yeah. book card when you're in congress yeah that's it doesn't matter so yeah how about yeah. uh speaking of, uh, of wackadoos major e taylor green i saw today that she was just completely denying text messages that were clearly from her about January 6th. That trial has been fascinating to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a hoot. Um, They're all nuts. Did you call Nancy Pelosi a traitor? No. Uh, Are you sure? You've been on like (laughs) TV a bunch of times. 10 different shows saying (laughs) it. Saying saying it. I I saw an interview this morning where she's like, I don't know if you have it pulled up on the screen right now, but I just don't remember that. It's like, well, here we're reminding you we are showing text messages that are part of a legal document that were obtained from your phone so you did say them so here here's your reminder i love those types of like true crimes where they have the video surveillance of people not confessing denying it when they already have the entire act on video 
to me, that just gets me going. Like the idea of setting somebody up like that. I think if I was an attorney, that would be my favorite part Ooh. was setting people up for impeachment. Oh, like asking them questions. You already know you have the you answer to. You already know the answer to. Did say? you say this? And like, no, I didn't say it. Well, I'd like to introduce exhibit B to the where right. you're actually saying that. It's like, <laughs> I said, fuck them. And I want them to hang that bitch. Like, this like, is, <laughs> this is fucked up. But I got to tell you many years ago, olden times, Katie in her twenties, I was with somebody for a long time who was scooting around on me a little bit. Who, who would do such a thing? Okay. Madison. But I, he would be scooting. Yeah. I got done work and I was like, oh, I'll be at home from work soon. He's like, oh, I'm, I went down to my grandparents' house to help them with some stuff this weekend. So whatever. I was like, oh, okay. Um, full disclosure, we were married. It's like, I'm helping my grandparents out this weekend. I was like, oh, okay, darn. I get off the bus. Darn. And who do I see standing outside a bar two blocks down? I said, oh, grandpa. I, th- I thought he was at his grandparents' house <laughs> about an hour and a half away this weekend. So I text him. I'm like, how's everything going at your grandparents? And I watch as he texts me back physically. Oh, it's good. I'm helping them replace the windows because the seasons are changing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Had a whole conversation with him where he's telling me he was somewhere else. He was with another lady. In Did the you bar. say anything? Oh, you- I got, oh, oh my God. Yeah, buddy. It was one of the best moments of my life. I hyped myself up like I was in a fucking movie. Oh, you didn't yes. see me speed walking down that block. I knocked a drink off a bar. I was screaming. It was great. Oh, oh man, I wish it. I was there for oh, that. God, I oh. wish you had that on tape. Yep. And actually, want to hear the craziest part? I believe yes. it was. It became one of the Barstool Fund bars up in Woodlawn <laughs> in the Bronx. <laughs> wow. Hey, full, full not, circle. Not the bar's fault. Yeah, not the bar's fault at all. No. I'm just saying, it, it's all I'm saying is this is weird, but it's a good feeling. What an idiot he was, something? though, to just go to a local spot. Like, if you're going to do that. I think that's geez. the really the theme of cheating. Like, even whenever you see people who are getting cheated on, if they catch somebody and can record it, you almost hear like a tinge of joy because they're like, <laughs> this is happening either way. But I got yeah. you red-handed, and your fucking mama's gonna see it. I guess that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. So like, bad. it was like the saddest moment of my life, like one of the saddest. But it was also my heart was like, oh, you're like crying, boy. but secretly inside, it's kind of like, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, it was kind of. A I good love that. Too. I mean, there. Yeah. I saw one this week, and it was this bad bitch attorney. And she uh, does a lot of pro bono stuff for domestic violence cases and women that are suffering from domestic violence. And there, because so many court cases, they will do virtual where it's on Zoom and things like that now, even if it's a criminal case. Well, the woman that was had been assaulted and the boyfriend were both on Zoom. And the attorney, the woman's attorney noticed that her client's eyes kept like darting off to the side. And she noticed that the lighting in both of the zooms was about the same and on the zoom screens. And she said, your honor, I'd like to stop the proceedings. And I would like to ensure that my client is safe right now. And the judge was like, well, we're on zoom. They're separated. And he was like, if you could instruct the, my client to give the address where she currently is at. And then um, the other guy, like where he's at, she says the address that she's at, he gives a different address then you hear a knock on the door that comes from both screens that like delay just a little bit. And the judge tells the, the woman, take your phone with you so I could see you on zoom and go open the door. The cops come in, 
the guy that had been abusing the woman was in the same living room as mm -hmm. she was watching her about to testify and was going to make it not happen. And the, the attorney looked like so relieved that she did that. And mm -hmm. the judge commended her and was like, that's some of the best lawyering that I've ever seen, like how observant you were in that moment. And you could see the look of relief on her face. And the guy's look was just like, I am so far oh, when you catch somebody because the jurors were in there the jurors were on the zoom the they were seeing it and yeah. the judge was there you lied to the judge and it's going to make you get convicted for domestic violence it was like a double triple whammy all at one time oh yeah buddy and I like you, man. at the I'm end of the you. episode we're like let's just spill some tea. let's just let's fucking just, dish let's, let's just put that in our pocket to make you dish <laughs> relive a bad moment but do you remember what you said when you burst through the, the doors of that bar well, that and so gotcha, mother. <laughs> he he still continued denying it, even though I was right there. He was right in front. Like he still made me feel like I was crazy. Even oh, you know, until I, the I, end. He, he gaslit me until the end. Even when the proof was right in front of my face, he was like, "No, you're making this up." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "What? No, I'm not making this up." You are like, literally yeah. here. <laughs> I I see you. I see you. I do oh, not yeah. see your grandparents anywhere in this bar. You're still gripping her like a bowling ball. Oh, yes. He could. There was many occasions where it was stuff like I had the proof and he would tell me I was wrong and he was so good at it. I'd be like, I guess I'm crazy. I guess he's right. And the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, forget it. Don't put up with it, ladies. Let's move on to save rounds and alibis. <laughs> Kate, we'll start with you. First of all, I'm recording this in my the Internet's been a little wonky at HQ lately. So recording from home. Uh, I've done the whole episode with this rainbow trout on my finger. Mm -hmm. Of course you have. I just thought you guys should know. All right, Kaz, uh, what about you? <laughs> yep. Uh, a few things. Number one, um, as we record this, this hasn't happened yet. Chaps, who are you hoping to get in the NFL draft? Oh, I kind of want Icky, the guard from North Carolina State, is who I want. Okay, that's not who I expected you to say, but okay. I don't. I, I don't think Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker are going to be real impact players that deserve the number one pick. I think they'll be fine and like serviceable players, but at the number one pick, even if it's not like a super position that you would normally put in a lot of resources, I think having a guy who has the ability to be an all pro guard and possibly a pro bowl type right tackle, if you need one in the season, I think you do that, have pair him up with Brandon Sheriff and you have a, a great offensive line all of a sudden. Mm, there's only one super position. If you ask me. Doggy mm. reverse cowgirl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and the then, trout. uh, <laughs> the old uh, rainbow trout reverse, yep, straight up through the tits and out the mouth, <laughs> hook them right by the gills, exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, good luck on Saturday. Army rugby's playing for the national championship. Oh, where, where down in Houston? That's so if you're in the Houston cool. area, yeah, yeah, go go check them out against St. Mary's. I've been watching still college. doing well too, right. Yeah. yeah, we lost to Navy last weekend. Womp womp. That kind of stunk. We lost in overtime. Uh, bummer. But we'll still have a good seed for the Patriot League tournament. And if we win the Patriot League, we'll make the NCAA's. But that was a disappointing Is there any type of award that goes, let's say, full academic calendar year? Army versus Navy sports? Yeah, it's the, called the Star Series. And I feel like you know all the answers to this question and you're merely just asking. I'm really not. Really, this one oh. I'm not. I'm not setting it up. I know that they have the Commander <laughs> no. Chiefs trophy for yeah, football. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's, yeah, it's called the, the Star Series where you just you add up all of the times in every sport that you play each other in a given year. Yeah. Oh, who's, who's currently like got that? 
Oh, Navy's well ahead of us right now. And they're, Hell they're yeah. too far ahead. All right. Oh, wow. well, we should I, keep a running I, tracker of that. We should. Mm, yeah. I did a Rocky Boots fact this that's coming out soon. Who are the highest paid among the highest paid people in the entire Department of Defense? Oh. Uh, individuals. Has to be like the Army head yeah, coach. Yes, the coaches. It's Seven Army, coaches. Navy, and Air Force's head football coaches are. Yeah, those guys like, are all clearing over a million. They're like the top. As Dr. Fa- I don't know what it is now, but like as of last year, like Dr. Fauci was number one, and then it was the football coaches. And so. what it makes sense, really, because if you look at state governments too, it's the same exact way. Like yep. Nick Saban makes like five or six or eight or nine million dollars a year now at Alabama, and nobody else is except for the other major universities. Nobody's within like five or six million of Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, yeah. the Crazy. only, there's only like four or five states that it's not that way. And I think the one that it's not, it's the president of John Hopkins University is the one who gets it, um, who came in out on top. And then it's usually like a university president that's a doctor too, like an actual medical doctor that's doing it. Um, wild though, you're right, Kate, that's crazy. Did you have anything right. else? Yeah. I cut you off. That's all Did I, got, I have but... anything else? Uh one quick thing you said icky for the name of the football player mm-hmm. uh brianna chicken fry on plan Bree was talking about uh i guess it's the thing now to say like when people give you it's called the ick when you yeah. meet somebody right away and your spider sense saying, goes yeah. i mm-hmm. don't like them and she said like once you get the ick from someone you they never recover from it my first wow. thought was oh god i probably gave brianna chicken fry the ick at some point for just being <laughs> weird by the coffee machine or something so i'm paranoid the second thought was and then kfc radio and then we're talking about it like the ick you get the and it just made me think of i can right away i thought of two people that came into our unit that right away i was like the ick got the ick right away and one of them ended up getting arrested for some crazy shit but anyway trust your ick stink this is real weird <laughs> like what just happened the last two or three minutes was real that odd. was all just a build up for that yeah. line right there chaps <laughs> can tell you i've been in an anxiety spiral the last couple of weeks like crazy town tinfoil hat like i'm losing my mind uh so that was probably what that was can't confirm so what one thing that i wanted to add when we were talking about the uh chief petty officer of the navy yeah. It's, it's something that I do tell Kate a lot and I get caught in the trap too. So remind the listeners, don't let comparisons be the thief of your joy. Like if you're looking around and you're trying to constantly compare, I can't be sad because this is happening somewhere else in the world. I can't be sad because of this. What's happening in your own individual life is important and it's valid and it is important. Like, and to try to ignore that you're doing yourself a disservice. So don't let comparison be the thief of your joy um and secondly i do want even though we shit on president biden they did the right thing in a prisoner exchange that took place over the weekend trevor reed a former marine um, from texas who had been held in a russian prison camp for nine years has finally been released according to a statement from the foreign ministry um so that happened and we had to give up some like drug dealers and shit like that from russia in order to make that happen very happy for him and his family mm-hmm. that he's finally released after nine years. Uh, great job yeah. by President Biden and uh, Secretary Blinken and all those that are involved in those kinds of decisions. I'm sure that his family has relief that they haven't experienced in the last decade that he's finally coming home. So congratulations to him. We'll see you guys back here next week. Looking forward to it. It's on the retreat. Bye.